0: You are now listening to The Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finvern, and along with me today, as usual, and I can say that now because he has been with us every week on The Jet Stream, is Connor Sheeran. Connor, buddy, pal. How are we doing this week?
1: I'm doing good, Jesse. All things considered, you know, with everything that's going on, I kind of thought I'd be in a more sour mood, but I kind of, I'm, I'm really not, which is kind of surprising.
0: I will, I will want to get your thoughts on that momentarily. But uh, you know, we were talking before the podcast what we wanted to start the podcast with, and we came to the conclusion that the Jaguars game means absolutely nothing. Um, because the Jets are 1-6. The season is effectively over. Uh, and the only thing that matters in the world of the New York Jets right now is Jamal Adams and the trade deadline. Um, our president, our king, is no more. He is officially done with the New York Jets. And I got to say, I'm done with him too. Um, he came out on Twitter and just absolutely eviscerated the Jets um, tweeting a whole lot of things. He is <laughs> upset with Joe Douglas. He's upset with Adam Gase. He's upset with losing. He's upset with everything. Um, he tweeted a whole bunch today. He uh, said, and we let's go through, let's go through. Let's go through tweet by tweet. So he mm-hmm. said, any report, this was yesterday, October 29th, he said, any reports of me asking to be traded from the New York Jets are completely false. He replied to that tweet, saying, at the end of the la- of the week last week, I sat down with the GM and Coach Gase. So he didn't even refer to Joe Douglas as Joe Douglas, or Joe, or Mr. Mister Douglas, or whatever, like his it's boss. Just he said, the GM. The GM. Right? And said, I told them I wanted to be here in New York. I was told yesterday by my agent that the that the GM then went behind my back and shot me around the teams even after I asked him to keep me here crazy business today he had a, an eventful press conference saying the Rams don't take calls on Aaron Donald, the Patriots don't k- take calls on Tom Brady and then he quote tweeted that and said not saying I'm the greatest ever but you shouldn't tell a guy you are the cornerstone of the team on Friday that you won't be moved and then negotiate terms with other teams three days later but look I'm at peace with everything. It's all love. And then he goes, locked in. My focus is on this team and the Dolphins game Sunday. I'm past everything. Looking forward to taking the field and competing. He retweeted a tweet from Eric Weddle saying, when management of the NFL teams going to realize that all players ever want is the truth. Good, bad, or indifferent, we can handle it. When you lie or give us the runaround, it's hard to ever go back from it. And then he retweeted a a quote tweet from Ryan Clark saying, Standing with you, my guy. Just keep playing the game the way you play it. The film don't lie. We know who is all in. Much love. I have, a lot, of, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, and I'll, I'll start by saying this. What planet is this guy on that he thinks <laughs> that he can compare himself to a two-time defensive player of the year and a four-time All-Pro And Aaron Donald, not only a four-time All-Pro, a four-time first-team All-Pro. And the greatest football player, no, nay, the greatest athlete to ever live in Tom Brady. You have the gall, the audacity Audacity. (laughs) to compare yourself to those two individuals. Jamal, man, I loved you. You, you you, You are the heart and soul of this team, okay? You were the heartbeat of this defense. And, you know, for the next, what is it? There's seven, there's 10 weeks. For the next 10 weeks. For the next 10 weeks, you're going to be the heartbeat of this defense. You're the emotional leader of the defense. But you will never wear a Jets uniform after this season. You are so gone. And I am so done with you. It is beyond, beyond reprehensible how he's handled this entire situation. And, yes, there are plenty of people that are defending him saying that, you know, defending players first, blah, 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 whatever. But they're wrong, okay? At the end of the day, you can't do what he's doing, tweeting out, blasting the GM, accusing him of lying. Somebody is lying, and I am inclined to believe Joe Douglas and not Jamal Adams' agent and his quote-unquote inner circle that's feeding him this information that they were shopping him. If Joe Douglas was shopping Jamal Adams, it's for a good reason. All right. Jamal Adams is great, but strong safety is not a premium position in the NFL. Okay. You're not winning a Super Bowl because of a strong safety. It's just not, that's just not how it works. And football, pro sports in general, are a business. Okay. It's a business. Joe Douglas would not be doing his job if he wasn't taking calls on Jamal Adams, which is all he did. He wasn't saying, he wasn't hitting up Jerry Jones, all right, or whoever the GM in Baltimore is now, because Ozzie Newsom yeah, not isn't sure. there anymore. No. He's not hitting them up and saying, Hey, would you guys like Jamal Adams? No, that's not what happened. They called Joe Douglas, and Joe Douglas did his job. And that's the end of the story. But for some reason, Jamal Adams is acting like a 10-year-old and is getting all upset and in his feelings that the fact that this is a business and that Joe Douglas did his job, there's a, this team has so many holes at edge rusher, offensive line, cornerback. Way more important positions than strong safety. And it would be great to have Jamal Adams. He is a luxury. He is a stud. He is one of the best safeties in the NFL. But let me tell you something: Jamal Adams ain't winning the Jets a Super Bowl. Okay? Nope. It's not how it's gonna. It, it's just that's just not how it works. This There's is his third
1: season, season the Jets since he's been drafted. The Jets have won ten games.
0: Yes, they're ten and twenty-seven <laughs> since they drafted Jamal Adams. He is not doing it. All right. And tomorrow, I guarantee you, there's going to be a monologue from – well, today, this is going to come out on Thursday. There's going to be a monologue from Colin Cowherd, I guarantee it, bashing Jamal Adams. And there's going to be national media. Damian Woody is going to be on Get Up this morning, all right, and he's going to be bashing Jamal Adams. But there's also going to be players that are going to be defending Jamal Adams. He's a lightning rod in this league right now. But the fact that he thinks that one – he has – the fact that he thinks that he has the leverage – to do this is out of control mm. alright so I mean those are my thoughts I could go on for god knows how long <laughs> Connor what are your thoughts on this absolute clown show
1: I mean you hit the nail on the head with pretty much everything uh, we've talked about it a bunch of times I've written you know about it a couple times in my post for Gotham Uh go read the posts Uh, They're pretty good. My takes are hot. Um, Jamal Adams has left his heart and soul. You know, he left it all on the field this entire, you know, his entire career. Um, He's one of the few players on the Jets right now that has any shred of talent. Um, It's hard not to, it's hard not to feel for the guy. I think we all had up until this week. saying, you know, every single time he was, you know, he was given, speaking to reporters, you could tell that. The Jamal of like, his first two seasons wasn't in there anymore. The guy was going out. He's laying everything out on the field. And him just saying, you know, I just want to win. You know, it was hard not to feel for the guy because we all knew how hard he worked. We all knew how good he is. I, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Feel for the guy. This is the Jets. The Jets
0: stink. <laughs> they always stink. I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for me and you. <laughs> And every other Jets fan. Jamal Adams is making $22 million on this rookie deal. (sighs) I'm sorry that you're not winning. Guess what, Jamal? You've never won. You didn't win at LSU, and you ain't winning on the Jets right now. Okay? So don't come all high and mighty like you won a national title at Louisiana State University. Okay? With the Tigers. And that you're coming to the Jets, and you're so used to winning... No, all you've done in your career is lose to Alabama and lose on the Jets. So don't give Go me off. that you're a winner, okay? Go off, King. You're not a winner. That's not how you feel.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> oh, man. Is there, is, there, like, is there any athlete that's gone from pretty much universally beloved to essentially universally hated by a fan base? As fast as Jamal Adams has over the course of the past forty-eight hours, first one that comes to mind really was Porzingis, and that really got settled very quickly. Or, uh, Are we talking just New everything... York?
0: What? Are we talking just New
1: York? Yeah, I'd say just. Like, I mean, the first, yeah, I'd say just New York for for starters. But first, yeah, the first one, most and definitely, most recent was Porzingis. But um, I mean,
0: that's a great question.
1: I mean, because he, uh, he's done everything. I mean, you still have people defending Jabal and I mean LeBron LeBron yeah but I mean he got back in Cleveland's good graces by coming back and then winning the championship that's true
0: but I think that that he was the original like
1: he was the turn, original for sure the
0: original because like, like before LeBron like teams like players in in sports like they didn't move right you know like I mean, it wasn't it, just it, play, it wasn't just player empowerment in basketball like it spread to all of the major sports maybe right I mean, did Gretzky sign in Los Angeles, or did he get traded?
1: I, uh, you're asking the wrong guy.
0: Right, like I, I can't. I can't think of another Antonio Brown.
1: Maybe, but I mean, he was like, was he really universally beloved in Pittsburgh? Yeah, as much as, oh, as, much as I think people, Jamal was. He loved AB. I
0: mean, they were obsessed with AB. Um, yeah, LeBron, AB, Porzingis, Jamal Adams,
1: Revis signing with New England hurt. Yeah, but not lot. like not like this. Not not, this, not this. even close. That actually that brings me to a good point. Is that the Jets traded Darrell Revis to the Bucks at when he was at the height of his career, when he was in his absolute prime? The Jets traded him to the Bucks because they realized they had. Other positions of need, other positions that they were, they were in, they just, they were as bad as they are now. Uh, and they traded him to the Bucks to get that extra first round pick. And a lockdown corner is a lot more important than a strong safety. A mm-hmm. lockdown corner is if you look at Revis's stats and people who, these stat people that just love to look at that as like, and is a complete measurement of a player's skill always look at it and be like, well, Revis didn't have, you know, interceptions these years. It's like when you have a true lockdown corner, they eliminate half the field essentially for what a quarterback can throw to. That is way more important than a strong safety. Strong safety is probably like the fifth or sixth most important position on the defense, right? Not on the top team on the defense. So uh, there's so many more other places that the jets need help. Like you were saying, and But prior to this entire mess that started yesterday at whenever those reports started coming out about Jamal, it started on Le'Veon and our buddy Manish. But it was just like he, he went from prior to that of every single Jet fan saying to like, you know, tagging the Jets on Twitter, you know, doing whatever they need to be just like, for the love of God, if you trade Jamal Adams, I'm done with this franchise. Like, I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm, I'm getting rid of my season tickets. If you trade Jamal, if you trade Levion. And then the reports started coming out. He starts tweeting. Everything goes, like, haywire. The reports come out. We start getting, like, little inklings of what they could possibly get in return. And nothing happens. And now we're kind of just stuck in this limbo area where he's playing for the Jets for the next nine games. There obviously are obviously, like, however many games, yeah, nine. And, you know, he's not going to be on the team next year. That, most I likely, think that, most I think likely that, yeah. I think that, barring it, I, I, I can't picture unless, a
0: scenario. I mean, unless Joe Douglas, like, just offers him a contract extension on the spot when they sit down.
1: Yeah, and even, and even then, I mean –
0: Landon I just Collins. want to know.
1: I just want to know Landon who's a bar now for that position's contract, and he is getting paid by the Redskins.
0: Yeah, and and Jamal's way better. One, he's and, way better. And two, and
1: you're gonna you're gonna tell me that you, uh, with all the other holes the Jets have, that that's where we're gonna, we're gonna invest our money? I hope not. I'm sorry. I I I and uh, like I was saying I, love, I think we all, before, prior to this, we loved Jamal. He's was great player. He was a leader. He was doing a lot for morale. He was the, one of the only guys that was like, you know, do it, giving it all giving it all he had. But I, I I feel like he just he torched his complete like his relationship with like you know the front office with the fan base. And if that report you were, you were talking like you were talking about before, it that he torched his relationship with Levion.
0: Who I else? don't know. I mean, I got to. we got to. we got to learn more cutter. about that. So what what yeah. Connor is referring to is during in Connor Hughes' article in the Athletic, uh Le'Veon Bell was I guess heckling, I don't know how else to put it. Mm-hmm. Um the the quote is as Adams walked on Wednesday, uh, sorry, as Adams talked on Wednesday, Le'Veon Bell, who also found himself at the source of trade speculation, walk, walked around behind reporters. He shouted in remarks multiple times including I'm done with Jamal, bro. Adams made an under-the-breath remark that Bell was acting, quote, totally different today than yesterday, and he didn't, quote, know why. I don't know if he was talking about that in jest. I mean, they're supposed to be boys. Maybe Le'Veon's pissed that Jamal is doing this after recruiting him to be on the Jets, and now Le'Veon feels like, I'm on the Jets because of you, and you're trying to get out of here now? Like, screw you, man. Yeah. Um, You know, and Le'Veon, by the way— Everyone was calling him a cancer before we signed him, has been the consummate leader posting on Twitter a minute-long video telling fans and everybody to be patient. And this is just year one and that they're going to figure it out and trust the process. That's how a leader does things, Jamal, okay? If you want to be a leader, figure it out. Look at Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon Bell has been a leader on this team, all right?
1: Hell, even look at Robbie Anderson. Yeah. We went into yesterday morning thinking, okay, so Robbie's going to be gone by four. He's probably going to get sent to the Eagles because Joe Douglas and the Eagles wanted him last year. Jets said no. Okay. You know, we love Robbie. You know, you obviously, during the Pats game, you know, he was having his thing and, like, of not running routes and getting covered by Gilmore, blah, blah, blah. Same thing sort of happened during the Jags game. One of Darnold's interceptions, Robbie probably could have made a play on a ball, and it wouldn't have happened. But I digress. We thought, okay, he's going to be gone. No big deal. That's it. He's gone. And look, now he's still here, and he tweets out the video from Wolf of Wall Street, and everyone loves him. He's the sun god. We're we're back in. We're back in on Robbie until we're not back in on Robbie again.
0: Right. But for now, he's in our good graces. Exactly. With Jamal Adams, the last thing I'll say on this on this subject. Um, it's it's pretty much unsalvageable at this point. Um, but Joe Douglas can still if, if Joe Douglas can convince because here's the issue. Robbie Anderson, I mean, not Robbie Anderson, Jamal Adams is getting information from his inner circle about this. His agent is telling him that the Jets were shopping him, when all reports from all league sources, from every beat writer the Jets have, is saying that, that, that the information that Jamal Adams is getting is wrong. But Jamal Adams trusts those people heavily. It's probably family members or friends, including his agent, telling him this information. And conspiracy theory here. Put on your tinfoil hat for me for just a second. I mean, it's very plausible that whoever's in his inner circle is feeding him these lies because they want him to come home and play for the Cowboys.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it's very plausible that that could be the case. Now, I have no reason, like, there's nothing that's telling me this. I'm just, you know, speculating. This is pure speculation. But, it's a, it's, I mean, I'm, trying, it's trying to make it, I'm just trying to make sense of this. You know, because it just doesn't make sense how he went from the most beloved figure in recent memory on the Jets to the most hated figure in most recent memory on the Jets in the span of 48 hours. You know, it it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So that I mean, that's a that that's just speculation. But. This is on Joe Douglas now. Joe Douglas is getting a six year contract. All right. You're getting paid millions of dollars to turn the Jets into a contender, into a Super Bowl contender. He did great work in Baltimore. He did great work in Philadelphia. He's being paid now. This is his first test. He needs to either A, salvage this relationship somehow, or B, salvage his trade value somehow, Mm -hmm. and still get a first-round pick out of him, out of Jamal Adams, this upcoming offseason. And remember, the Jets took him at, I believe, sixth overall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They took him over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Two guys I would both rather have than Sam Darnold right now. I don't care how good any of you think Sam Darnold is, is that's listening to this.
1: Those nah, two I mean, are it, those two are superstars. Yeah. One is
0: Michael Jordan, and and one is like <laughs> Michael Jordan with Michael secret stuff, like <laughs> like when his arms like stretch out, like you know, like he is beyond Michael Jordan. Like that's how good Patrick Mahomes is. And the Jets could have had both either one of those guys, but they picked this guy, Jamal Adams, and uh, now we're dealing with the consequences of. I mean, usually when we hear of divas in the NFL, it's wide receivers. Well, right now we've got a diva, strong safety, who thinks he's as good as Aaron Donald and Tom Brady. And, uh, well, newsflash, ball Adams, you're, you're not even close to either of those guys. And, not, you, and you're great. Not and he's great. He's great. Yeah. He's not even close to what Aaron Donald and Tom Brady bring to a, t- bring to a football team.
1: No. There's a reason, you know, that – those two players that he named, they <laughs> were in the Super Bowl last year. Right.
0: Like, <laughs> and Aaron Donald is the reason why they were in the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> he, he had and 20 and a half top sacks. Top.
1: He had 20 and a half
0: sacks as interior lineman. That doesn't happen.
1: That's how absurd that is. Like, that is ridiculous.
0: There is a but reason he terrible. has been, he is a reason that he has been the number one ranked player in the NFL in the NFL Top 100, voted on by the players, <laughs> the past two years in a row. And he went back to back offensive player of the year awards in 2017 and 2018. And he's probably going to win again this year. Unless Nick Bosa, you know, rookie sensation, Nick Bosa does it again. I mean, I, mean, come, I, I mean, what are we talking about here?
1: Yeah. Come on. It's crazy. It's, crazy. it's not even close. What plan yeah. does he think he's on? Like what? Like, I mean, we we talked about it at Ozzie before, but just the importance of the strong safety position is just, it's not even close. It's not even close to those to the cor- like to a, an elite pass rusher, a quarterback, a cor- like uh, a cornerback. Like it just makes me so mad because he's just he's arguing like this from a position that is it's not easily replaceable. You can have you know a bad strong safety can cause, can cause a lot of you know problems for a defense. But at the end of the day. I'd be happy with two Marcus Mays back there. You know like what? A Marcus, it, you know like got Marcus Adams May talent player. Like. You know, do you know
0: what Jamal Adams is? He is a hybrid in-the-box safety. That is what he is.
1: He's a fast linebacker.
0: He's <laughs> a really fast linebacker.
1: <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ.
0: Guy thinks that he's the best thing since sliced bread. He's no, not.
1: He's not. I think just just two weeks ago we were talking about him and when he shut down the Cowboys two-point conversion and uh,
0: remember when the biggest problem the Jets had was Sam Darnold's spleen
1: man this season sucks this season like just not even like just on the field, off the field everything about it, we came into the season with so much promise and here we are crazy, it's banana land here we are, just a bunch of mopes that's the Jets for
0: you. All right. So that's right. been 23 minutes of Jamal Adams. Um, Connor, Connor, the Jets did play a football game last weekend. They um, did. I didn't get to watch because I was surprising my mom and my brother in Colorado. Um, who they were, My mom and my dad were visiting my little bro. And I uh, flew into Denver and uh, surprised them. Mm. And so I did not watch because I was traveling all day. Uh, and then I woke up late on Sunday because we, you know, I traveled all day Saturday and didn't watch the Jets on Mountain Time. Just hanging with the fam. So you watched the Jets lose to the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew. What did you see? Um, you know, the floor is yours, my friend.
1: I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as the Patriots game. <laughs> oh. oh, still, oh, It wasn't, wasn't good. <laughs> but. Uh, All right, I'll start with a few positives. Two drives, two touchdown drives. Sam Darnold looked excellent. Yeah, Uh, didn't he start eight for eight? He did. Yeah, that first drive was like as good as it gets as far as Darnold and just being an NFL quarterback is concerned is as good as it gets. He was on point. He was uh, accounting for the fact that the offensive line is absolute garbage. Uh, It was everything that Didn't exist in the Patriots game. He was the, like, you know, he's exactly what he needed to do. He found a new favorite target in Chris Herndon's absence in Ryan Griffin. Uh, Griffin scored both touchdowns for the Jets on uh, passes from Sam Darnold. Um, But, yeah, outside of those two drives, he was just... I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good. There was the his first interception. The Jets had a little bit of, th- of a thing going. He caught some pressure. He rolled out. He tried to force a pass to Robbie Anderson. And this is what I was kind of alluding to before, where Robbie could have made a better play on the ball to probably knock at least knock the pass down if he had stepped into the pass, which is something that Robbie's struggled with in the past. He either would have made the catcher or at the very least knocked it down. Uh, the other two interceptions. One is what uh, Gase. You may have seen his post game press conference took uh, took the blame for. It. He just called a long pass down the field. There's a throw, Darnold shouldn't have made. Uh, There's an easy interception, and then his third one, also not good. Darnold's Darnold's got eight turnovers in two games. Like that's really bad. That's as that's as bad as it gets for a, a quarterback. I mean, it's
0: how much was it? How much was the offensive line to blame? Would you say on a scale of one to 10 for his interceptions, just in general for his play?
1: Uh, There was, there was a good amount. I mean, they were, because because for
0: the Patriots, it was pretty much a hundred percent. Like, yeah,
1: it's, and it was, it was fairly close to that. They were, I mean, the the Jags front seven is the real deal. They were, they were in his face the whole game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, seven sacks. Josh Allen
1: is very good at what he does. He is a very, very good player.
0: How is Quinnen Williams?
1: Non-existent, really. He's not – he wasn't really doing anything. I mean, I mean, he was in and he was out, and it's – he's a, he's an interior defensive lineman, who the Jets seem to love, you know? Maybe after – we can touch on it in a little bit, I guess. Uh, now that Leonard Williams is no longer on the team, it frees up some plays for Quinnen to finally start to, you know – showcase why the Jets uh, drafted him. Um,
0: I really wonder if Joe Douglas, if he was in charge of the draft, would he have taken Quinn Quinn and Williams? And I have a feeling the answer would have been no.
1: I I agree. I don't know if he would have gone for, you know, obviously, you know, hindsight and all that. But uh, I'd be interested to see what position he would have gone with at three. Well, like, who was the last –
0: Alabama player the Jets took that was actually good.
1: Hmm. I mean, who was the last Alabama player they took before Quinn? D. Miller. Yep. And we all. I, okay. And D. Miller didn't end up being good. He was a bust. But in his defense, the dude was the dude barely ever played.
0: Right. He was like, hurt like he was all the hurt time.
1: All the time. Like he just he went from like one injury to the next. So he really never really even got a chance to get off the ground. But yeah. I mean, we're judging Quinn off of, you know, I mean, he was out for, what, two games? Right. So we're judging him off of five. And when you're an interior defensive lineman, no matter really how good you are, unless your name's Aaron Donald, you're going to be rotating in and out. So now that Leonard's not on the team, we'll hope that this will free up and maybe we can start seeing some more production out of him. Right. Right. Yeah, that's uh that's what we can hope for. Elsewhere on the defense, your favorite player now, Jamal Adams, despite leading the team, despite leading the team in tackles in that game, probably had one of his worst games as a professional football player. He missed an easy interception. He missed uh, a he missed a sack on Gardner Minshew when Minshew ended up throwing a touchdown. Um, Didn't he have a couple
0: he, of a. Uh... I, I, I'm pretty sure I was following on GameCast. Didn't he have some um, unnecessary roughness stuff or yeah, back, to back.
1: back to back, back to back? One of them, one of them was a ridiculous roughing the passer, like an un, like a late hit after Minshew had run out of bounds. He like kind of like pushed him a little bit when he was already like off the field. Man, get him out was, of here! He's... It was a ridiculous penalty. The next one, I, I uh, honestly, I don't really remember the next one, but. The Gardner Minshew, like that one, was ridiculous. Um,
0: so done with him.
1: Um, but elsewhere, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, it called it called nine run plays for him.
0: Yeah, nine, that's not good.
1: Nine. What the hell? Like that that frustrated me more than anything. I think out of that game, it's like, yes, whenever Darnold threw like an interception, my heart dropped because. I mean, <laughs> they went into that game, the Jaguars mascot's wearing the sheet. He's dressed as a ghost. Like the a like, granted, yes, we talked about we talked about this. Like he's gonna let to live with that comment for the rest of his career. It's yeah. just something that's gonna follow him. If the butt fumble followed Mark Sanchez until the end of his career, it's just something it's just gonna be... The be only the
0: only thing that's I gonna end it is
1: you know, yeah. Him playing well. That first drive, I was very confident. He marched right down the field and the pass he threw to Ryan Griffin, Griffin made a great play. He ran in for like a twenty five yard touchdown. That was his, that, that first drive was good as as good as you can ask for, and we were all fairly confident that this was like, okay, Darnold heard the noise all week and he's coming out to play. Problem was the game plan, the offensive line, and in a few cases, his receivers let him down again. Uh, that shouldn't be too much of a surprise for us because it's something that's plagued the offense all season long. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, also, Gardner is a ball player. Yeah, he and can uh, play. And uh, Doug Marone's going to have a big decision to come in the few weeks when Nick Foles is healthy enough to play. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to do with him? Uh, and, yeah, he carved the Jets' defense up. Like... Leonard Fournette had, like, 75 yards on the ground rushing, and 60-something of them came on that first drive uh, run uh, when he had a long run. And to your boy's credit, Jamal Adams was in the backfield trying to make the hit. He turned around once Leonard Fournette broke the tackles and chased him all the way down the field to make the tackle. We may have a lot to say about Adams' personality, and you know, but the dude is still a ball player, and he is— yeah, you know, but it's that, sad, man. It, it's really sad that, that, it really, that this is what it's it, come to. More than anything, this is this. It's sad more than like it just it breaks your heart, like you know.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I, hey, I, you want to play for the Cowboys so bad, and your owner slash GM Jerry Jones and that dumpster fire of a franchise because <laughs> the Jets are a dumpster fire. The Cowboys are certainly just as bad. I don't care if they've played well; they've had good teams recently. The Jets have had good teams the last two decades the Cowboys haven't done the Cowboys have been just as successful as the Jets have and and that is not winning playoff games and not making the playoffs so yeah yeah
1: pretty much Um,
0: I mean it's just you know go ahead go to Dallas be part of that clown show good riddance that's all I have to say about Jamal Adams Um,
1: (laughs) that is that is pretty much your quick and dirty recap of the Jags game. Leonard Williams would have had an nice sack, but it got called back for a penalty because, of course. But, yeah. but uh, the did get a couple good hits on Minshew, and they got a strip sack on him. You know, so there who were some decent got strip pass sack? rush plays. But um, oh, man, I forget who I forget who actually got the strip sack on him. But the Jags were driving, and uh, it was a good, like you know, shutdown for them.
0: Let's so, see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. well they only got two sacks it must have been jordan willis because quinn williams and kyle phillips combined for the other one
1: yeah Uh, oh it might have been yeah i'm not sure um but yeah no that was your uh quick quick little recap um
0: All right. Well they still lost. So are you ready to move on? Because the Jets have their most winnable game of the season coming up. And that is against the lovely Miami Dolphins. Um
1: Adam Gates revenge game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, we all said, you know, they could go three and three, or they three and four start the season, or they could go one and six. You know, no one thought they would beat the Cowboys. They thought that they'd beat the Jaguars. Um, I thought they the Bills. they thought the win would the be the Bills. Yeah, or the Bills. Um, but hey, they're one and six. Season's all but over. They're playing an zero and seven team. I mean, this is a team that Sam Darnold needs to go off against. Yeah. They they need him to be, you know, the third overall pick, the the savior of the franchise. They need him to be the real deal. Three interceptions, three three picks, no interceptions. Or 3 touchdowns. touch—I can't even get picks off my mind because I just—oh, <laughs> that's all I watch. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, three hundred yards. That's what we need from Sam Darnold this week. Um, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of analysis because this team—I didn't watch last week—and this team is just beyond help right now. Like the offensive line is awful, the secondary is awful. Joe Douglas has a lot of work to do, and that—I I, mean—the season is all but done you know so we said
1: this we said this before the Jaguars game where we called that a must win uh, yes the season is it it's done you can't lose to the dolphins you can't lose to the dolphins after the week they've had they can't lose to the dolphins
0: yeah like that, that would the be, be, be... The team,
1: they can't be the team to give them their first win of the season you got to go out there and you got to just my have, what, you know what i'll you be on inter- Ryan Fitzpatrick's day our old friend yeah. You gotta go out there, and you just gotta just take care of business. Adam Gase, you know he doesn't want to lose this game. I mean, you, you know-, know what? You know it'll be interesting. Say the Jets do win
0: a couple in a row. Say they beat the Jet, the, the Dolphins, the um, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, um, and I guess was next the Raiders after that. It's, Say yeah. they win four in a row. What is it? What is? Or even you know, I not even four in a row. Say they win one. Say they just beat the Dolphins. Yeah. I wanna know if Jamal Adams will be singing a different tune.
1: I what, think you what will. is
0: what is his reaction gonna to be to winning?
1: I think, I, I think they 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 go on a little hot streak. He
0: he just you know he he really just and I hate Kevin to have him bring him up, but he's the story of the week. Yeah. You know um and I and I would have loved to have talked about how Chris Herndon's coming back and I'm excited to watch him play. But is that no. for sure? Yeah, he's 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 limited. He'll, he'll be playing. He's going to play this week. Um, you know, if the Jets start winning, I mean that's what he was all upset about in the first place. I don't want him anymore. I'm pissed at him. He's pissed at the Jets. But I mean, I I don't I just don't know where his head is at. Nobody yeah. really does and i'm really interested to see if the jets win this game and they beat the giants at home and they beat the redskins if they win those 3 games which they should do because talent wise they are better than those 3 teams they are they just are i don't care what anybody says they are talent more talented than those teams what is what's the what like what what's the tune going to be
1: i think it uh i mean i think it's his personality obviously goes up cuz i mean they were bad going into that Cowboys game. They weren't a good team going to that Cowboys like, game. They, they won, and they he have... was one of the happiest, person, happiest people in the locker room. I, mean,
0: I remember he... he goes, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah.
1: He was he one of the happiest one, people two, in the locker
0: room. Three, four, five, six games in a row that are super winnable.
1: Quote-unquote quote winnable.
0: And then you get the Ravens, which you're going to lose on Thursday night. And then you get the Steelers, which you should win that game. And then you get at the bills.
1: Jesus Christ, I hate yeah. this team so much. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, you just gotta beat. Just I think. I think time, beat the Dolphins. Yeah, one,
1: one game at a time. They gotta beat the Dolphins. If they don't beat the Dolphins, I mean, what's there? Then, well, then, really, what's there to say at this point? Right. So. Really, like there's, there's no like the Dolphins have traded away every single player of value that they have. They did that. They also they have... just
0: traded for to Tlaib, but he's also hurt.
1: <laughs> which so. I don't understand, but right. whatever.
0: I mean, I guess they, they, they paid $5 million or $4 million for a fifth-round draft pick, which sure. according to Charlie Casserly, who I listened to on the radio yesterday, has a 20% chance of panning out according to a 10-year study that he did. I don't know how true that is, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound right. Yeah. I feel like 20% of fifth-round draft picks don't like, – that, that, that doesn't sound
1: right. That doesn't sound... Yeah, I, I agree. That sounds... So, that's, that that sounds that's suspect. That, that sounds very serious. high. <laughs> very suspect. I Maybe mean, that's just the Jets trap, draft, like, drafting
0: yeah, I history. Don't I don't know. Maybe we're just used to awful drafting. Yeah, anyway. Prob-
1: probably. Anyway,
0: um, um, yeah, I guess we can go to some quick news and notes. I believe um, that we're going to see Chris Herndon this week. Um, there's a chance. Um, that's what Rich Semeny is saying. Injury reports... Uh, Jonathan Harrison will be replacing Ryan Khalil. Calvin Beachin was trying to work his way back. Tremaine Johnson is going to be out. He has, oh, no. two, he has two injured, injured
1: ankles. <laughs> oh no. Um, Sorry. I don't, I don't wish injuries on people, but Nate Harrison right. has been playing better than Tremaine Johnson. He so. has.
0: Um, and yeah, that's about it. Um. Seeing Jet, Max Kellerman, the Jets are incompetently run. I don't think Max <laughs> Kellerman knows the first thing about the New York Jets. But <laughs> to say that they're incompetently run isn't, isn't a stretch, to yeah. say the least. But I have faith in Joe Douglas. As I said in our group chat today, I am officially 100% in on Joe Douglas. He, he has to be it. So, I mean, we'll see. I was all um, in on
1: Mike McKagan.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I was never in on him. I haven't been. I've never been all in on a GM that the Jets have had. Um, Joe Douglas. Edgar Joe
1: Douglas he, is the he, first one. He cuts bait. He he might. He'll cut bait with Jamal. He's, might, know, he's
0: they're going to cut Tremaine Johnson.
1: I think that they're going to eat that. Yeah. I think they're gonna, they're going to realize that you know obviously, right. I think from our, our perspective that Joe Douglas, he doesn't. You know, it's easy to say that you know you want to cut bait with guys that. The previous GM signed, but eating that contract, I think, is just necessary at this point.
0: Yeah, it has to go. So, all right. um, That's it. Um, I can't talk about this team any longer. Um, I don't know about you, man, but...
1: Uh, I um, mean, well, hold on. One last thing. Yeah. Leonard Williams. Got to say that, you know. Good luck.
0: Sayonara.
1: Good luck with the Giants. I had... uh, he obviously underperformed with the Jets during his time.
0: Never wish ill uh, on anybody, but
1: I, I, you know, he was never a headache. He was never a problem.
0: He's a leader uh, in the
1: locker room. I did get a chance to meet him once. He's a very nice guy. Um, I sound like Mike Francesa there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me, me and Leo, we go way back. You know, we go way back. I actually, I actually know. Leo. He's uh, a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. You know, I actually know. Him. No, we're, we're good friends. Um, yeah, I mean, he got you know he got traded to the Giants. I think that I think all Jets fans will agree that this was a move that was necessary. That Joe Douglas pulled off a hell of a trade, getting a third round pick and a fifth rounder that could become a fourth rounder. Yeah, that's about and, as good as we can. And the Giants, best.
0: Dave Gettleman was the only was the only stooge dumb enough to trade for Leonard Williams <laughs> in the Seriously, NFL. I, I can't. I. Um that's a different yeah. podcast
1: we'll let the Giants people melt down over that
0: yeah
1: uh we lucked out but yeah I don't know seeing him in the blues today for the first time was a little it was like it was weird you know but and I think we're all in agreement that his first sack of the season is going to come on Sam Darnold uh in two weeks I think we're all pretty much that that's a I that's clearly what's going to happen oh without He's a doubt sack him. He's going to sack Sam Darnold week 10 and then it'll be a big joke because it'll be, you know, it's like, Oh, it's his first of the season. But you know, we're Jets fans. We see that coming from a while. I can't wait. (laughs) All
0: right, man. I think that's it. Uh, If you want to listen to any other podcasts on the Gotham sports network podcast network, um, you can go to uh, iTunes. It was iCloud iTunes, Google play SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, um, am i missing any, I don't think I am. I think those are all Good. of them. Um, Connor, they can find you where on social media,
1: find me on Twitter for more, for more takes at the NJ
0: Mick. And you can find me at J Finverse sports 12 as usual. I think we're going to stop doing this cause you know, we've done this every episode and <laughs> I think they know who I we want, are at this point.
1: I want people, I want people to know. They yeah. need to know. Yeah, I I have, I have terrible takes that people need to see. <laughs> <say. laughs>
0: and memes, the
1: memes. The memes. Um, it be without memes.
0: Any 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 final word?
1: Uh, beat the Dolphins. Dolphin fit Ryan Fitzpatrick and a team that, has, you know, committed to the tank more like and more more aggressively than I've ever seen a team do, trading away all their players. And I don't know if you saw on the Monday night game, but I, they tried, bl- I
0: tried not to watch, but I did watch a little bl-
1: bit. On a third and twenty, they blitzed eight guys. Oh my god! Mason threw a pass for a touchdown. There wasn't a dolphin within like fifteen yards. Like <laughs> you can tell from that play alone. Was that the picture? That, was that the
0: picture I saw online? Where there's like the, they the drew tank, tank yeah. in the middle. it's
1: like. You know, that's that's ridiculous. it's ridiculous. It's it's very it was it's very impressive how they've committed to the tank. So that being said, you can't lose them on Sunday. That's fantastic. You, can, you just can't. So all right. And I, you, yeah.
0: That's all. I have no last word. Um, I've I'm, I've run out of words. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, all right. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. All right. <laughs> Till til next week, folks. No, no Jets chant until they win a game. Exactly. All right.
1: Later. Later. Laid up. Peace.